You are Locked On NBA Draft, your daily podcast on the NBA Draft, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yo, yo, what up? You are listening to Locked On NBA Draft. This is your host, Rafael Barlow. I am recording live at 12 o'clock a.m. in my second home, like my home away from home in Los Angeles, California. I'll be here this week. Then next week, I'm off to Las Vegas for the NBA Summer League. And then probably back to next week, I got to work out here in L.A., But before I get into the show, I just wanted to let you know, I am not the same person that you heard the last time I was on this podcast. I am now a TV star. Now, all jokes aside, I want to give David Locke and the Locked On Network and Chad Ford and John Corrales and everybody that was involved with the live NBA draft show, I just wanted to thank you so much i mean it was like a childhood dream come true as of today as of right now it's up to like sixty-one thousand views on youtube and again like i said it's a dream come true the live show it was smooth it was a, a major success and uh, again i can't thank the guys enough and this will be my last episode talking about the 2021 NBA draft because I am looking forward to 2022. And at the back end of this episode, I'll mention a few international prospects that I'll be keeping my eye out on for next year's draft. But let me give out my draft grades or just actually, you know, not even my draft grades. I want to talk about a few of the picks that kind of stood out to me in last Thursday's draft. I mean, we knew Kay Cunningham was going number one. Jalen Green, number two, to Houston was not a surprise. Evan Mobley to Cleveland at number three, also not a shocker. But then the draft started at four. I think most people, including myself, thought Jalen Suggs was pretty much a lock to go to the Raptors at number four, especially with... Kyle Lowry, you know, being widely known to be leaving as a free agent, I thought, okay, well, they're going to draft a point guard to replace Lowry, who is the best Toronto Raptor in team history. And I was right, half right. They did replace Kyle Lowry with a point guard. I just didn't think Scotty Barnes was the point guard that they would replace him with. I thought Scotty Barnes to Oklahoma City was... I mean, I thought that was something that you can pretty much write in stone. Did not happen. The Toronto Raptors selected Barnes at number four. Maybe they think he's their point guard of the future. I mean, Barnes is like the epitome of positionless basketball. I think he's a weapon. I still think he's a glue guy, a connective tissue. And we'll see if, you know, it was worth drafting, who I think is a glue guy and a connective tissue at number four. There's a lot of rumors coming out of Toronto with... um, some moves that will be made. I just saw today that, you know, the Lowry will be part of a sign and trade deal with Goran Dragic, who picked up his option. Or I don't know if Miami picked up his option or he picked up his option. But I, I saw Goran Dragic and Precious Achua, who I'm very high on, by the way. Precious Achua was part of a sign and trade. 
And before I get into that, like, how is that not tampering? Like, how is that not tampering? I mean, free agency has not officially started yet, but Woj is already reporting this trade and Lowry to Miami. I mean, that's that's got to be something. Like, there's got to be some type of tampering there. And also, even with, like, the NBA draft, Woj was leaking the picks. I mean, it was, like, eight hours before the draft, and we knew who was going to the top. You know, we knew the first three selections. Now, I mean, it wasn't like it was something that was, you know, not speculated, and we all assumed that they were, you know, Cunningham, Green, and Mobley were going in that particular order. But, I mean, I feel like you just kind of ruined draft night when you're already announcing the picks six hours before the draft. But I digress. Another pick that kind of caught my eyes was Jalen Suggs to the Orlando Magic. Orlando has so many guards now. Like last year, they drafted Cole Anthony. Then they had RJ RJ Hampton, who they got in the trade. You already have Markel Fultz. So it's going to be a lot of guards, a lot of guys that need the ball. I mean, I've been saying for months, whoever Orlando drafts is going to, you know, be redundant to a position that they already have. The one position where I thought that they probably needed a little bit more depth was at the three position. But with Cole Anthony, Jalen Suggs, Markel Fultz, RJ Hampton, you still have Gary Harris there. I want to know what that backcourt is looking like opening day. A lot of miles to feed there. A lot of young guys that are on rookie contracts. I mean, you got three of those guys between Hampton and Anthony and Suggs who are, you know, I mean, they're probably not even like 21 years old. So that's going to be interesting to see how that works out. Another pick that really shocked me was Josh Giddy to Oklahoma City at number six. This is not a pick that I saw coming. I don't think Josh Giddy was the number worthy of the number six pick in the draft. I like Giddy a lot. I just would not have taken him at number six. But in my in the in the second segment, I have some thoughts about the Oklahoma City Thunder's draft. Jonathan Kaminga to the Warriors. I thought Kaminga was going to be a top five pick. And for Kaminga, and I had mentioned on the live draft show, for Kaminga, this is has to be like kind of like a bittersweet draft day. So you you go to Golden State, a team that from all accounts are in win-now mode, and you have to wonder, are you going to play? Are you going to see rotation minutes for the Warriors as a rookie? I mean, everyone knows that Kaminga is a little raw. I mean, really, really high upside, but a little raw, inexperienced, only played maybe like 13 games in a G League. And, you know, if you believe whatever stories are coming out about them not being happy with Wiseman or, or you know, him being raw and not necessarily, um, you know, just all the stories that you heard about James Wiseman, then you have to wonder if the same story is going to be coming out about Jonathan Kaminga. I wouldn't be surprised to see him spend a majority of his rookie season in Santa Cruz with the Santa Cruz Warriors. Another pick that kind of absolutely blew my mind was Davion Mitchell to the Sacramento Kings. All right. So the Kings best player is De'Aaron Fox. I think if you had like a garage sale of all the Kings players, I think the second player who would be off the board or the second most valuable asset the Kings have 
is Tyrese Halliburton, who I think is a point guard, but he has the the game and the style of play that allows him to play off the ball and complement De'Aaron Fox. So what did the Kings draft? Another point guard. Now, Chad Ford said he was starting to come on to the pick and, and seeing the Kings running a three-guard lineup. I do not see how it works. But, I mean, you're going Tyrese Halliburton as your small forward. I don't know. In my opinion, I thought that this move meant that there was going to be a trade later on. I had mentioned maybe it's like a Buddy Hield and Halliburton for Ben Simmons. I don't know. I mean, I'm just speculating there. But I just don't understand why the Kings would draft another point guard. All right, at number 10, the Grizzlies traded up with the Pelicans to select Zaire Williams. Now, if you listen to my last episode... I had a lot of questions about Zaire Williams. There's no way you can convince me he was a top 10 pick. There's no way you can convince me he was a top 10 pick based off of what you saw in college basketball. I don't want to get into that. James Booknight at number 11 to the Hornets. I thought that was a really good value pick. I'm taking James Booknight over Zaire Williams any day of the week. Any day of the week. And it's just weird because... Book Knight had a very productive sophomore season. Zaire Williams did it. Book Knight was the better player. Somehow, the Grizzlies think that Zaire Williams has a higher upside. All right. The last pick that was probably the biggest shocker of them all was Josh Primo at number 11 to the San Antonio Spurs. I don't think anyone saw this coming. I did not see a single mock draft that mocked Josh Primo to the San Antonio Spurs at number 12. Now, I think if Primo would have stayed another year in college, he would have came back in 2022. I think he would have been a lottery pick. He was, if if he wasn't the youngest player in this draft, he was close to being the youngest. I mean, he looks like he's 15 years old. I think he has a really high upside. And I'm guessing San Antonio was saying, well, hey, we know that we probably wouldn't be able to get this guy at this spot next year we're going to develop him that was the biggest shocker to me when we return i would give you my thoughts on a couple of the teams well, not a couple but a few of the teams and some of their decisions but i want to talk to you about built bar did you know that built bar has so many delicious flavors and if you saw the live draft show you saw the built bars on the on the desk and I know I was killing them. I probably ate like two or three during the breaks because the show was like five hours and 41 minutes. It was a long show. I was starving. And with the built Bars in front of me, I mean, I, I was definitely snacking on them. It is it is worth it. Like, I, I promise you, I'm not just saying it just because, you know, built Bar was the sponsor. But they have so many flavors from coconut to cherry barcia to raspberry to mint brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel, which is what I've been killing the last few days. Salted caramel is my new flavor of the month. They have strawberry, orange, cookies and cream, German chocolate. Like I said, the salted caramel, that's that's what I've been having. I actually had a whole box. I left the live draft show with the box of built bars. And I want to say it was like 80% salted caramel. And it was a few strawberries mixed in between there. But I've been killing the salted caramels. And the reason... I like the Built Bar so much is because it is a protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar. 
I mean, it tastes exactly like a candy bar. I would have never known it was a protein bar if you didn't tell me it was a protein bar. But it is a protein bar because it has 17 to 18 grams of protein. Calories range from 130 to 180, only 4 or 5 grams of sugar, and only 4 or 5 grams of net carbs. All amazing flavors, all tasty, all healthy. You can order today. I recommend the salted caramel. I guess that's like the fourth time I've plugged it. And by the way, if you didn't know, Built Bar is the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team. Go to BuiltBar.com, use promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your next order. Use promo code LOCKED15, and you will get 15% off of Built Bar. All right. Now, here are a few teams that I want to discuss their draft day moves. First and foremost, it is the Oklahoma City Thunder. Now, Sam Presti has definitely earned his marks. He's definitely a well-respected general manager, and he has a ridiculous amount of assets. Like, I mean, right now there's probably like some middle school or some kid that is preparing to go to middle school in a few weeks that is going to be drafted by the Oklahoma Thunder that's one of their many assets in the in the in the next few years but with all that being said if there was one team that I thought had the assets to be able to move up and get the player that they wanted possibly sneak into like the top four it was the Thunder they did move up and get the player that they wanted I just did not think it was going to be Josh Giddy, which leads me to question what in the world are they going to do with this backcourt now I thought Orlando had a lot of guards Oklahoma City may rival them as far as guards you have Kimball Walker who is getting paid big bucks you have Shea Gilgis Alexander who is due for a contract extension which I'm guessing is going to be over 100 million you have Lugans Dort who has the worst contract in the NBA from a player's perspective. Like the absolute worst contract from a player's perspective. If he would have just waited to after the bubble, he would have been a free agent. And I think he would have gotten at least 10 to $15 million a year. But he signed like some three-year, $4 million deal, if I'm not mistaken. Something crazy. I mean, his agency has to – well, I, I, I don't get it. I mean, he ended – he was a starter – he definitely has the worst contract in the NBA. The best if you're a Thunder fan. So I guess it's pretty smart of the Thunder to sign him into that deal and then like kind of unleash him in the bubble where he was a great defender on James Harden. Earned himself a lot of money. And then he had a good year this year where he was able to showcase the scoring ability that he, that he showed at, at Arizona State. So anyway, you have Tail Maladon who had a very good rookie year. Then they drafted Trey Mann at number 18 and also Josh Giddy. So that is six guards. Six. You can say four of them are point guards and, and are best with the ball in their hands. I don't know if Kimba's going to be there all year. I don't even know what his value is outside of Oklahoma City. He's dealt with the injuries. He's a smaller guard. Game was built off of quickness. So I don't even know what value he has. I imagine the Thunder are going to look to repackage him to another team so they can get another asset, which will probably be like some elementary school kid. So, yeah, that's one team that I do not understand what they were doing. 
All right, and the team that had the best draft, in my opinion, which I've said that Rafael Stone, all right, his name is spelled exactly like mine, R-A-F-A-E-L, but it's pronounced Rafael. So it's kind of hard for me to to not want to call him Rafael. He out Sam Presti, Sam Presti. The Rockets, number one, with the second pick in the draft, they got Jalen Green, which I thought was the right decision there. Then they got Alperin Shingun in a trade with the Thunder for number 16. And then at the back end of the first round, they were able to get Usman Garuba and Josh Christopher. I think the Rockets had the best draft. And it's crazy because around this time last year, maybe the NBA season was going on because it was a weird calendar year. But right heading into like a few weeks before training camp started, the Rockets were a mess. I mean, Harden wanted out. P.J. Tucker wanted out. Westbrook wanted out. I mean, it seems like the whole coaching staff and front office left or wanted out. But now all of a sudden the Rockets have a pretty bright future. You got Jalen Green. You got Shingun, who I think is going to be really good. Maybe I'm a little biased because I lived in Turkey and I also want to see like the throwback center make a return to the NBA. But to get Shingun and Garuba, two guys who I would have thought could have went in the lottery or, or mid first round. I mean, I mean, what can I say? That is a great draft. And I still have Josh Christopher. I mean, they still have, you know, they got Christopher number 24. It's very interesting to me because I've mentioned before that, in 2019 at the under 18 FIBA World Championships, or maybe it was the under 18 FIBA World Cup, I don't know, Turkey faced off against Spain, and it was Garuba versus Shingun, and now they're teammates, and also one is known for his offense, which is Shingun, I mean, he won MVP of the Turkish League at 18, there's some questions or concerns about his defense, and then on the flip side, you have Usman Garuba, who is known right now, his best asset is his defense, and there's some that are questioning his offense. And then at 24, you got Josh Christopher, and nobody has questioned his offense or his ability to put the ball in the basket. But there are some concerns about him playing off the ball. So overall, I thought the Rockets won the 2021 NBA draft. The team that I thought finished second in the 2021 NBA draft, as far as like ranking, as far as having the best draft, is the Charlotte Hornets, like I mentioned before, they got Book Knight at number 11. I thought that was a very good pick. I think Book Knight is going to be a 20-point-per-game score. He does kind of join somewhat of a crowded backcourt in Charlotte, but they announced today that Malik Monk will not be returning. Then they swung for the fences. Kai Jones and JT Thor are two guys that are pretty similar, in my opinion. Super, super high upside guys, little raw, didn't have the best numbers in college as far as production. But if they hit on one or if both of these guys, then Charlotte is going to be a team to a team to pay attention to in the future. Kai Jones is an incredible athlete, one of the most fluid athletes in the draft. Best case scenario, he is a switchy defender that is a shot blocker that can beat you as a pick and roll roll man, vertical lap threat, and stretch the floor as a pick and pop threat jt thor is similar not as athletic not as like 
poppy or, or if that's even a word, but not as explosive, I should say, as Kai Jones. But he's a good athlete, fluid, has good size, shows flashes of guard skills. And he could be, I mean, he could be a real steal in this draft. And at 56, they got Scotty Lewis, who was very, very highly regarded coming out of high school. And, I mean, at best, I think that his calling card in the NBA is defense. Not really much of a threat on the offensive end. But, yeah, I thought that Charlotte had a very good draft. And then I'll, I'll briefly go by the next two teams. The Knicks, I was kind of disappointed to see them trade out of 19 and 21. But I thought they recovered with a good draft. I mean, Quentin Grimes from Houston will provide shooting and, you know, depth at the wing. Rokas Yokobitis, probably not coming along this year, maybe next year, but I think he's a very solid point guard out of Lithuania. He'll be playing for Barcelona this year. I've made the comparison to Goran Dragic without the first step, but that sounds kind of weird because without his first step, Goran Dragic isn't, you know, the threat that he is. Maybe Bino Udra is a is a decent comparison there. And then Miles McBride, who I like a lot. Miles McBride is a Tibbs guy tough he went to West Virginia so you know if you go to West Virginia and you play for Bob Huggins, Bob Huggins you got to have some toughness and some grit to you so I like that pick there and then Jericho Sims is somebody that I think is going to stick you don't really see too many guys at pick number 58 stick but I think he will based off of his athleticism and there's a role for him as an energy guy off the bench that will run pick and roll so I, I thought the Knicks had a pretty good draft and then last team that I want to discuss is the Atlanta Hawks. They got Jalen Johnson, who was a top 10 pick, maybe top 10 talent, slid down the draft. I think a lot a lot of it has to do with maybe intel or maybe concerns about how he left Duke. And then the biggest, the biggest mystery of the draft was Sharif Cooper falling to number 48. I can't even speculate why he fell. I don't know why he fell. He was late first round on most boards and 48. If you have an idea why he failed number 48, tweet me, Barlow, B-A-R-L-O-W-E 500, and then we can discuss that. But I have no idea why he fell. But let's talk about BetOnline. It is the fastest and the easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing. And you can track all the action at BetOnline, get all the latest news, odds, info for all your sporting needs, including Major League Baseball, NBA, NHL, and UFC and MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to BetOnline on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Do not sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get in the game. As your baseball teams, hopefully, prepare for the playoffs but your NFL teams are preparing to start their season. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sports book experts, and the promo code is locked on. All right, in this last segment, it's a segment that I've been looking to talk about for the last couple of weeks. I'm absolutely... Kind of tired about talking about the 2021 NBA draft. I've, you know, I've spent so much time focused on it. I mean, I've seen four o'clock in the morning way too many times. And actually, I felt like I was a little 
over prepared for the live draft show I, my biggest fear was to go in there and look like a fool and have them draft you know a player drafted that i have absolutely no clue about actually what's funny is the last pick and i can't pronounce his name georgios Kalikad, I can't pronounce his name. Greek player. He was drafted by the Milwaukee Bucks with the last pick in the draft. And nobody knew who he was. But I'm happy to say that I knew who he was because I had him on my podcast last year when I first started. This was before I joined the Locked On Network. So that was kind of like confirmation to me that I've done my research and I know these prospects. So... I want to talk about a few of the 2022 international prospects that I like or that I I, I mean guys that I've studied some film for. And the first one is Yannick Zonosa. I'm probably pronouncing this wrong, but this guy has a chance to be a top five pick. He is. I think he's going to be a top five pick. Very fluid skilled he's still a little raw but he's long he he plays with a lot of energy shows flashes of being able to put the ball on the floor has good touch around the rim shows some you know potential to be able to like push the ball again i like how he runs the floor plays hard he's always moving even though he's a little thin he's a little light in the pants but he plays tougher than his size He's always looking to set screens, and he played and, and, and actually, you know, held his own in a tough, a tough Spanish ACB league. Again, I think that he is a potential top five pick in next year's draft. Only 17 years old right now, just 17 years old. He is from the Congo, and he plays for, oh man, I'm going to butcher this name, Unicaja. It's in Spain. That's all I know. But I, again, I like him a lot. Remember, remember where you heard it first? I think that he could be a top five pick in next year's draft. Just started playing basketball not too long ago. I think they say maybe he started playing at 12, and he's only 17 years old now. So that's a name that I I, I think you're going to hear a lot of next year. Another player that I like is Nikola Jovic. Not Jokic, Jovic. They're both from Serbia, though. And this guy had a pretty good... Uh, I mean, he had... I shouldn't say pretty good. That's kind of undervaluing what he did. He had a strong under-18s or, or... Was it the 19s? I don't know. I'm tired. But he had a strong tournament a few weeks ago. Under-18s. Under-19s, I'm sorry. He had a strong under-19 tournament. He is... I mean... I don't even know what position. I was great to put him in a box as a as a position. But he is like what the NBA is looking for right now. He's skilled. He can handle the ball. He has good size. The, I mean, the shot is okay. I think it projects to be pretty good. Um, but he's very confident in his shot. He didn't shoot the ball as well as I would have liked but I think that he is someone that is going to be a first-round pick in next year's draft. Plays tough, has a little bit of grit to his game, can face up and put the ball on the floor against slower defenders. If he has a smaller player on him, he likes to post up. He likes to attack closeouts. Um, someone that can get a rebound 
and run the floor. I think my favorite asset about his game is his feel as a cutter. At the under-19s, he did an excellent job just cutting to the basket, creating opportunities off his activity. Um, he's a pretty good athlete in the open floor. Like, doesn't have, like, that explosiveness or vertical pop in, like, the half court. But if you give him, like, a runway and lane, then he he, he will dunk on you. Like, he had a couple of plays where he came down the lane and, and dunked on somebody. But he is a pretty good athlete. More so of a straight-line driver than a guy that's going to, you know, boogie on you and hit you with some crossover moves. Um, but, again, I mean, I like his size. He's 6'10", handles the ball. Upside as a shooter, but does a little bit of everything. He rebounds. He plays hard. He can be the role man. He can run pick and rolls. He can be a secondary ball handler. Has a nice floater in traffic. He also has a nice frame, strong lower body. If there were things that I would like to see him work on is his shot selection and um, you know shooting consistency. I think he rushes his shot a little bit. He doesn't necessarily blow by or have the speed to blow by athletic defenders but he still finds a way to get to the basket so i like him remember the name nikola jovic from serbia i think that he is someone that you will hear in the lottery in next year's draft again if you have some thoughts about this you can reach me at on twitter at barlow b-a-r-l-o-w-e-5-0-0 i would love to interact with some of the people that are listening to the podcast Simply because, you know, in a podcast, you don't get a chance to know who your listeners are. So if you're listening and you're on Twitter, hit me up. If you have questions or dialogue, I, I'm, I'm down for it. Also, if you're going to Summer League, if you will be at the NBA Summer League in Las Vegas next week, hit me up. We can meet up and, you know, we can talk basketball. So thank you for listening to this episode. Once again, this is Raphael with Locked on NBA Draft. I'm already ready to talk about the 2022 NBA. Did I say right? 2022 NBA draft. I'm glad 21 is over. It's like a new, fresh set of prospects to talk about. And lastly, betting on the NBA or the NBA draft or, or football, or whatever. It does not have to be a guessing game. If you listen to the new Locked On Bets podcast, hosted by your boy Q. And handicapping expert Lee Sterling get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's locked of the day. I'm sorry, lock of the day. Follow the Locked On Bets podcast brought to you by BetOnline.ag wherever you get your podcast. And this is Raphael, and I am out. <laughs>